If I start choking or something, I'm going to bring a glass of water. <laughs> I may need that. Uh, I don't right now. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to start in the book of Numbers this, <clears throat> this morning. Um, second. No, no, the first chapter, toward the end of the first chapter, and it's a little bit in the second, a few verses here to begin my thoughts. And uh, if I can remember, uh, I'm going to read one of the verses of the song we just sang uh, that uh, that describes really my, my sermon. And even some of the words in Brother Jeff's prayer uh, did as well. Um, But um, here in this first chapter of Numbers, let me begin. Uh, Of course, they're numbering the the children of Israel. They're numbering the people, and then they arrange uh, the camp, uh, the tribes, the the tribes that that made up uh, the, the, uh, the Hebrew people, uh, and uh, the tabernacle and such. Uh, and they, in the 50th verse of this first chapter of, of Numbers, it says, But thou shalt appoint the Levites over the tabernacle of testimony and over all the vessels thereof and over all things that belong to it. They shall bear the tabernacle. Thank you, Brother Gerald. <laughs> Thank you for not wanting me to choke. Um, <clears throat> they shall bear the tabernacle and all the vessels thereof, and they shall minister unto it, the tabernacle, and shall encamp round about the tabernacle. Um, of course, the Le- Levites, that was the priesthood, uh, and they were, so they were kind of. Uh, s- Different set aside, if you will, and all they performed all this work. Uh, Aaron, his sons, and, and on down. Uh, Jesus was not of the tribe of, of Levi, um, <clears throat> but uh, in the fifty third verse now. But the Levites shall pitch round about the tabernacle of testimony. Uh, keep uh, keep the charge of it of the tabernacle. Moving into the second chapter, uh, it uh, the Lord spake again unto Moses and unto Aaron, saying, Every man of the children of Israel, so all those people, shall pitch by his own standard with the uh, ensign of their father's house. Okay, so we have the different tribes now surrounding, and it's, it's it, around this Tabernacle. The, uh, it says, uh, uh, far off, about, about the tabernacle, around it, about the tabernacle of the congregation, they shall pitch. So it, it still amazes me how specific God was in this, that they were to pitch their tents, they were to pitch where they would stay in certain places around that tabernacle. It's very important. Uh, now, I think to, to wrap up in this in this book here, in this chapter 2, in the 17th verse of this second chapter, then the tabernacle of the congregation shall set forward 
with the camp of the Levites in the midst of the camp, in the middle of the camp, as they encamp. So so shall they set forward every man in his place by their standards. You may imagine flags flying and so forth there. And so he's got now he's got the people all set up where they belong. And and what was it between six and seven hundred thousand people, I believe. Uh, so a lot there. And so and of course they were sojourning. They had a pilgrimage. 40 years <laughs> but but so they're they're moving and so this tabernacle they would they would pitch it as well and set it up and then they would put build their encampments and uh and then they would move on uh, and, and and on their journey but the times the the, the phrase i want to grab hold up here is round about round about the tabernacle uh that's what they encircled uh it was in the midst of, of them. That was the point of everything. That's where God came down. Now they didn't. They did not, uh, for example, uh, set the the tribe of Levi, the priesthood, in the middle of all the other tribes. Uh, the tabernacle was there. Levites were, were uh, encircled it and so forth. But the, the, uh, the point was and the uh, focus was not, wasn't a priesthood. It wasn't any of the other tribes, Judah or whatever. It, it may, you know, could have been because Jesus Christ coming out of the tribe of Judah and all. But it wasn't that. It was the tabernacle. Round about. Round about the tabernacle is what this was. Uh, and so that was to be the focus and in the middle uh, of them. Uh, now, let me go to the fourth chapter of Revelation. <clears throat> and we'll see, see that that is, I believe that's a picture of something, uh, not only in other, other verses and scriptures here in the Bible, but in our life, in our lives here. That focus of that tabernacle that they had there, and that that in the law service, you know, they, we finally had the temple, and they worshipped there. They had to; they were supposed to, and go there and, and worship there. And and then that was the focus. Uh, now, in the uh, in the fourth chapter of uh, Revelation, <clears throat> the fourth chapter begins saying, after. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard was as if uh, it were of a trumpet walking with me, which said, uh, Come up hither, and I will show ye things that which must be hereafter. Uh, and immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. This is, of course, this isn't surprising. It, it, it isn't any some strange uh, verse that's hard to understand in Revelation, as many of them for me are. But there's a throne here. Uh, John was in the spirit. Behold, a throne is set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper. Uh, and a sardine stone, 
and there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. So there was a rainbow round about this throne like an emerald, a very beautiful gem, gemstone. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. Uh, Jump down to the sixth verse, and it says, And before the throne, so right there in front of it, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. Uh, And he goes on describing it. Down in the ninth verse says, and when those beasts, and it talks about beasts, four beasts here in the eighth verse, and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth uh, forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne and worship him that liveth forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for Thou hast created all things, and for Thy pleasure they are and were created. So we have a picture here. Remember the tabernacle uh, in the midst of the people of God there, this promised family, the tribes of Israel, who had been freed from bondage, uh, and now we see this picture in heaven of this throne, this throne room and this throne, and we see everything surrounds, is round about it. Uh, this certainly should be our focus. And those elders threw their crowns down before that throne uh, there. Uh, and so we have this picture uh, in heaven. So we can link those and tie those together. Now, in, uh, in this song that I was talking about uh, that we just sang, it says, uh, it's number 140, in that third verse, The bride eyes not her garment, but her dear bridegroom's face. I will not gaze at glory, but on my king of grace. Not at the crown he giveth, but on his pierced hand. The lamb is all the glory of my Emmanuel's land. That is uh, that. That should be our focus. The uh, and I've heard it described as a as a wheel, and and the it's not like uh, uh, the tribes were all facing one direction. Like y'all are all sitting out there looking at me, and I'm facing you. Nothing behind me. It was uh, encircling that tabernacle. They were to see that uh, all the time. That was their focus, and it was. A lot of times, uh, and I, th- I think I might have mentioned this before, but I'll say it again. Uh, I, I, a lot of times, Kathy will mention, as we talk about some of this stuff, that uh, uh, she loves how in the, uh, the Jewish uh, religion, that everything, everything they do and, and, and hold and, and use uh, uh, has some religious significance. And so we, and we see a lot of that in, in God's word. Uh, and so everything, and so they, they kept focus on it. Now, were they perfect? You know they weren't. And we know, we, if I read on from Numbers to the end of the Old Testament, we'll sure know that they uh, made mistakes. And God had to uh, uh, correct them. He, he, uh, uh, carried, he carried them into bondage. Uh, himself, uh, uh, righteously, uh, and, and just, 
uh, justly. Uh, but uh, so that we have this tabernacle uh, uh, in the middle of the tribes of the people of God. And now we see it as a wheel and that hub right in the middle. It's not looking out. Uh, it's right in the middle. It should be our focus. Uh, Brother Jeff, as he was praying and began his prayer, uh, prayed that we uh, said something like, we, we don't think about thee uh, as, uh, as, as often as we should. Uh, and we don't keep uh, uh, focused upon him as much as we should. I find that in myself. Uh, and uh, I, I know others are much better at that uh, than I am. Uh, but uh, uh, just like this, uh, uh, this, this song was saying, and now looking at this throne room, uh, uh, we keep that throne of God and that one who sits upon that throne in our focus, in everything we do. Just like the Jews uh, would in, in everyday life would do certain things, eat certain foods or not eat them because of religious significance. Uh, uh, so uh, we should live our lives and do things according to God's word. This kind of uh, uh, it, it wraps up or summarizes what I've tried to kind of lead up and preach on uh, the last three uh, Sundays uh, here in, in, in going and then uh, Paul's warfare uh, with his carnal nature and as there toward the end of the seventh chapter of Romans and then into the eighth saying, okay, but the state we're in is that we are no longer under condemnation. Uh, there is there, therefore now no condemnation. That's the state. But we still battle that sin. And so I, I, I told you ways uh, that God has given us to battle it successfully and to keep him in our focus, to serve him. Uh, and it's like, okay, well, I, you know, I know he's God, he's the creator, and, and, uh, and I know one of the sermons I preached a few months, several months back, uh, was, was his glory and how we should, uh, would, uh, should focus on that and keep him, even though he, he inundates us and, and, and envelops us in his mercy, don't forget his great power and his sovereignness uh, uh, and uh, uh, his great glory in our lives and, and the reverence we should give him. And it's to focus upon him. He is the middle. He should be the focus of our lives in everything we do. And I'm, uh, I'm one to talk. I know. I know. Uh, but uh, uh, so that's what I want to uh, talk about some. Uh, but uh, uh, so it ended up with that 11th verse there. Um, and now I'm going to go to the second chapter of uh, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2. Uh, in the, uh, I'm going to start in the 11th verse. Uh, it's kind of continuing a thought, but the beginning of a, a sentence. But uh, he says, for in the 11th verse, second chapter of Hebrews, for both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. So that's, that's good. That's a good, you know, that's, that's us and that's God. That's Jesus, Jesus Christ and us uh, are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. And I think, had he not cared about the, the, the Hebrew people, his chosen people and all, just camp wherever you want. It doesn't matter. No, he gave them specific uh, rules on how to set up their camp. Even that 
so that the tabernacle would be in the in midst of those camps, because that's where God came down. That's where that's it's the presence of God. Uh, then he says, uh, and it continues the sentence here, saying, "I will declare thy name unto my brethren in the midst." Of the church will I sing praise unto thee. So Jesus Christ is in the midst of the church and will sing praises, uh, praise unto God his Father. And we'll see the perfect example in a moment of keeping uh, God in our focus uh, and, and how, uh, how solidly someone else did that and accomplished that. Uh, but in the midst of the church, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, and uh, that, is, that is what, uh, yes, God, uh, being in my thoughts and, and praying, remember, watch and pray, watch and pray. Be awake and alert and aware and pray as I preached uh, uh, that uh, uh, that uh, our focus would be upon Him and we'll be blessed. Uh, uh, and uh, we we we've seen uh, uh, some of the churches uh, that have gone down in number and and uh, and, and all and and uh, uh, blessed people. Uh, but for whatever reason that happens, uh, or I should say reasons, we can go to uh, the uh, uh, the uh, what second third chapter of Revelation and see some of the things issues there. Uh, Brother Mike preached uh, Friday night uh, out of the book of Galatians about those churches in Galatia and uh, and Paul was tough on on them. He couldn't go there at the time. He had established churches churches in Galatia and now uh, Jewish believers had gone up there. And preached to them and told, no, 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 Paul was not quite right. Didn't say he was wrong, but he wasn't quite, he didn't finish. He didn't tell you everything. And began, uh, the doctrines begin to creep in, uh, heresies. And so Paul wrote a letter to the Galatians, the churches there that he had established and all. And so we have that and, and this, this unbelief. I know Brother Philip here at our meeting mentioned that sin that so easily besets us that is unbelief. So and and so there's there's many things I know back back uh, in, in whatever year or years there was a great uh, uh, transition from from uh, rural areas for people who just needed jobs and they left those areas and moved to the cities and so the churches and the cities they grew. The rural churches, many of them just went out of existence that used to have uh, hundreds of the other, the, the church at Madisonville, Texas, uh, down in South Texas, Central Texas, uh, at some point had uh, over uh, 100 members, a lot. I mean, this church, uh, after 1906, when it was established, Brentwood Hills, a lady to see it at the time, had a great number of members. Uh, uh, but Madisonville, now it's disbanded, but it had great, uh, a lot more. Well, a lot of them moved to Houston for jobs. These things happen. They just happen. Uh, and, and people move around and, and so forth. So it's not always something where, oh, unbelief crept in, and so God just shut that place down. No, no, but remove the candlestick. Uh, but, but if we keep focused on that, and watch and pray for one another and keep focused on uh, uh, focusing our attention on God and that throne uh, and the one that sits on it there, and think of, and then the tabernacle was where uh, the priest would go in, and then the temple, uh, and so uh, certainly the church, uh, where Christ is in the midst, singing. Uh, 
You know, I tell you what, if he is in the midst of the church singing praises to God, his father, then uh, uh, then that explains to me why when we have a Sunday or two where a lot of people are not able to be here, um, that uh, that the singing does sound good. Jesus Christ himself is singing. Uh, and now, uh, I never heard his voice, never heard him sing, never heard him speak. I always often think of that, about that being back here when he spoke and, and preached and so forth. Uh, uh, and, and yet everyone, I tell you what, when he preached, everyone didn't just fall down and, and then follow him or, or the church and all. I think, okay, well, that gives, that, certainly today a preacher not being as good of a preacher as the great perfect preacher himself, Jesus Christ, uh, then uh, uh, it's not going to happen that way. It's God in that. We don't cause that. God causes people to, to, to move uh, physically uh, and, and, and to feel led to join a particular church uh, and so forth. Many, that's a, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, an important decision. Uh, because that's where we are going to join uh, the people of God uh, uh, that uh, uh, have had the truth revealed to them, that great salvation uh, that you don't have to be here to be saved eternally, but it saves me through the week. It does. It, it saves me through through the week. So in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, and I and the children which God hath given me. Uh, now, in let me on my way to Matthew chapter six. I'm going to stop by chapter eight, eighteen. I believe it is Matthew uh, chapter eighteen. <clears throat> yes, uh, and this just backs up. It's Jesus Christ saying this himself. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, verse 20. He says, which is very familiar, where two, for where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Uh, so now I know a lot of times uh, 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 preachers will say, mention this verse, like, well, there's only a couple of people here or something. And, and I don't know what Brother Ed preached on uh, toward the end of the existence of the church there at Bethlehem. In South Dallas, uh, but to the two or three, but but uh, the numbers don't mean all that. It, what it is, and it says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, the focus is Him. It's Him. Uh, it's not. Uh, I, I mean, there's. A, well, I know that at, at some certain point, uh, King David, David laid down his musical instruments uh, and sang uh, uh, to the Lord. And so we don't have, we don't have any evidence of musical instruments in the church. Uh, but I would find myself uh, looking at whoever was playing those. Uh, they are so talented. They're so, so good. And some of you who, who, who teach band or play instruments or, or, or sing otherwise, you know, you know this. And, but we know we know it comes from God, but our focus has got to be on Him and what He's given us, what He's done, uh, and, and He's still giving these things to us because He's merciful. He's merciful in that. Now, in the uh, sixth chapter of M Matthew, uh, if I can find where I want to be here, Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> 
was looking to make sure somebody didn't move that clock ahead instead of back on a couple of Sundays ago, but it's okay. Uh, so Matthew chapter 6, he began, he's talking here. There's a new paragraph starts in the 24th verse. No man can serve two masters, uh, can't, cannot serve God and mammon. mammon. Remember, the folk, our, what our focus should be, I'm not saying go, don't go out and make a good living. It's, it's the, the love of money is the root of all evil. Money is not. You know, we have to uh, support our families, our church, and so forth. It just that's, that's the way it is. And so we're, we're thankful for those blessings. But obviously from the 24th verse, it cannot be the focus. Can't serve two masters there. Uh, but go out and try to get promotions all you can and then... You know, give to the church. <laughs> Shouldn't have said that probably, but uh, you, know, uh, you know me. Uh, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, what you shall drink, nor yet for your body. What you shall put on, put on is not the life more than meat uh, and the body than raiment. So don't worry about those things. Again, I, I, it was last Sunday. Be careful for nothing. Don't full of care for nothing. Don't worry about these things. <clears throat> Behold the fowls of the air. Uh, as I move through this, uh, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. Uh, I'm coming down to the verse I want. Uh, if God, in the 30th verse, wherefore, if God clo- so clothe the grass of the field, uh, which today is and tomorrow is cast uh, into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Uh, so even that, and, and this is another place. Remember, he knows when he even knows when a sparrow falls, uh, and then he, this is some natural pictures of things. Like, okay, if he cares for that, then doesn't he care for you? He pre-provides for the, these things. Again, he never says in here, don't, don't go earn a living. Don't support. He, uh, it's, it's godly for a man. Uh, and, and I know today, many times, uh, women have to work. Kathy did when we first started out. Uh, now, I, I, I think much of that was probably us not putting our focus where it should have been. We wanted some things and, and, and all. Uh, but, uh, uh, but, uh, we all have to work. But we're, we, it's godly and, and right to support your family financially, but it should not be what you serve. That shouldn't be what you serve. Uh, that um, I know my, my dad, uh, at some point, uh, he worked for uh, Shell Oil Company. After he graduated, he worked for that company until he retired. It's almost unheard of now. Move around and, and so forth. I would love to have, have done that. But uh, there was some point where, and we lived in Houston, and there was some point where he had an opportunity for a, a, a really good promotion, raise, and all that. But he would have to move to uh, to uh, New York, to Manhattan, and all. And it wasn't well. I don't want to live in New York. I would hate that and everything. He he said, I don't. I told my mom, you know, I'm not going to leave my church here. I'm not going to move to get that. He could have made great money uh, there, and 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 
maybe he would have established another. He wasn't, he wasn't, uh, I don't even know if he was a, a, he was probably a deacon at that point in the church, uh, but, uh, but not a minister. But anyway, he chose not to uh, get this huge raise there and stay here for the good of the church. He ends up being the pastor of the church there in Houston uh, after my grandfather had pastored it and, and, and passed away, uh, but, uh, and, and, and then was blessed to serve God and, in that, yet we weren't rich. We always had what we needed. Then he, he retired and had he saved he, he saved money to a fault. My dad did, and and, and though uh, <clears throat> though my mom would tell you need to retire, you need to retire. But anyway, so we don't serve those things though. Keep the focus upon God. Round about the throne. Round about the church, the tabernacle, uh, the temple, uh, the throne of God. So. Uh, in the thirty-third verse, then, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. So, not just the kingdom of God, but seek His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these things, and in general, the things that you need uh, is what will be added. That that one thing that I may have wanted. Uh, for my birthday or something. I, well, I haven't gotten that after uh, six, 62 years. Still haven't gotten it. You know, I don't need that. He supplies our needs, and he p- supplies them abundantly. And then we're able to supply the needs of the church through Jesus Christ, through his uh, blessings. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his uh, righteousness. Now, let's, let me go to Luke 9. Let's see, Luke chapter 9. <clears throat> and I'm going to wrap this up. Luke chapter 9. <coughs> um, now here, uh, in the Luke chapter 9, around the uh, 20, 23rd verse, <coughs> let's see where I was here, 23rd verse, says, so here is, here is a way to help do this. Again, I like clear black and white instructions. And this is even better because it's red and white instructions. So it says, uh, it says, and he said to them all, 23rd verse, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. He's talking about right then and right now. Uh, deny thyself, deny himself, uh, that's difficult. So if I, now if I stop trying to do that and, 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 and striving to do that, then I'll never get to the other things here. But you do that. You deny yourself. That's hard for humanity. It's for us. No, I don't want to deny myself. I want all these things, uh, and I haven't gotten them yet, so I'm going to find a way to do it. Uh, and, and, and just forget the church, forget about Jesus Christ, thinking that it's going to be somehow better, these material things. Let him deny himself. Uh, if any man will come after me, follow Jesus Christ. There's your focus. That tabernacle was set up in the midst of the camp, right there. That was their focus. The throne of God is heaven's focus right now, round about the throne. Uh, let him deny himself. Take up his cross daily, daily, and follow me. 
there's not a comma. There's not anything after that, the next verse, of course. But it doesn't start saying so that you can get into heaven. No, it's for here. Follow and take up your cross. Don't take up, again, the cross of Christ. He bore that cross. He was nailed to it. He was crucified and then died for our sins once and for all. It's done. He didn't tell us to take up his cross. He took care of that. Uh, And so take up his cross, your cross, daily, daily do that. Keeping the focus of Jesus Christ and God uh, in, in in your sight. Watch, be awake, aware, vigilant, and pray. That's what. You, that's how you do it. Now, in uh, Mark, the first chapter, <clears throat> the uh, first chapter of Mark, <clears throat> um, Jesus is here with his disciples and all, <clears throat> and uh, thirty around the thirty fifth verse, he had healed many that were sick, and people are witnessing these things. It was time for that to take place. Jesus chose that. And uh, in the morning, 35th verse, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. <clears throat> this is Jesus. <clears throat> And Simon, Simon Peter, and they that were uh, with him followed after him. So he went out there, he prayed, he's solitary, and and he's praying, and they went out after him. And when they found him, they said unto him, all men seek for thee. All men seek for thee. So where they are here, everyone is seeking after him. Well, they'd seen or heard of the miracles. They wanted to see those and everything, healing sick and raising people from the dead and and so forth. Many, certainly, his words, his preaching. So his disciples told him, all men seek for thee. So then they would probably have plans. His disciples and apostles would have plans. Well, then we're going to hang out here. We're going to stay here and, uh, and find all these people. This is this is enormous. This is this is this is great. You know how all men want to uh, they seek for thee. So what did Jesus? What was his decision? He says, and he said unto them, Let us go into the next towns that I may preach there also. For therefore, uh, for therefore came I forth, and he preached in their synagogues throughout Galilee and cast out devils. So he continued, but not here. He went into other towns and preached. And I tell you what, Jesus Christ, the many times that he said he came not to do his own will, but the will of him that sent him, God. God, his father, was his focus. That's the, that's the reason he came. And, of course, we know uh, that covenant of redemption uh, where Jesus Christ uh, agreed uh, to perform his part of that in dying for us as the sacrifice to his father for our sins. And so even here, it's like, no, I'm not going to be here where all these men. He wasn't building anything for himself. Uh, he was. He built the church where he would, uh, in the in the present and future, sing in her midst, right in the middle, being the focus 
uh, and uh, but uh, he uh, he performed the uh, the will of his father, uh, and so here is this uh, this perfect example. Now, uh, and it was mentioned, uh, I believe it was uh, was yesterday, but uh, uh, where. Uh, Oh, where uh, Peter, Simon Peter was criticizing Mary uh, for uh, washing the feet of Jesus with her tears and drying his feet with her hair, which was her glory. Her hair, the woman's glory is her hair. Uh, and washing, and then the alabaster uh, broke that and, and poured that ointment uh, on his feet and everything. Simon's going, hey, we could have... Used that money, sold it, and so forth. And and at the time, and, and Simon Peter says, "Well, uh, wording it, I won't go there. But uh, if Jesus only knew who and what she is, he wouldn't be letting her do that." Uh, and so Jesus Christ knew his thoughts. <laughs> He knew what he was thinking. So I have much to. I, what he said, I have much to say to thee. Uh, but uh, this this woman knew where her place was. She was comparing herself to Jesus Christ himself, the Son of God, the Redeemer, our great King of kings. And she was bowed down. How many, how many tears does it take to wash someone's feet? Peter didn't do it. Peter didn't wash his He didn't even offer Jesus any water. And so Peter was comparing himself to Mary. Don't do that. We compare ourselves to Christ. That, number one, puts us in our place. And then our focus is back on him, not on someone. Well, they're not as good as me. Why'd she do that? She wasted that money. And if he only knew what an awful person she is, he wouldn't let her do that. He came to save her. He came to save that woman and Peter (laughs) and all that he did to him. Let's keep our focus upon God. May God bless and keep you. Go sing a song now.